Welcome to Just One More Story, a weekly podcast featuring unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. Some are thinking, why should I listen to this podcast? Well, to be perfectly honest, who better to tell a story than the person that wrote it? And in this case, that writer is me, your host, George Walters. With that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. Today I have a few items that I would like to talk about that is of great importance. No, it's not about the virus that is going around now. Well, other than maybe one item in part that the virus caused a shortage of. But in all honesty, I would have to say that what is occurring in the world today, as bad as it is, hopefully is opening our eyes at what is important in life. And hopefully we all learn to be more self-efficient after this is all over not relying on other countries for things that we can produce right here in our country. Bottom line, it's time to bring industry back to Canada. Anyways, that is not what this story is all about. I wrote it so that it might take your mind off what is happening in our world today. And hey, maybe it'll bring out a laugh or two, which I would think is what we're all lacking at the moment. So with, so with that, let's do it. I hope you enjoy... Toilet seats slash paper. Toilet seats, now, there is an item that should grasp anyone's attention, don't you think? Well, maybe not everyone, but it sure held my attention off, on, off and on throughout my life. Years ago, back on the farm, our washrooms slash bathrooms didn't amount to very much, especially if you were comparing them with today's indoor models. Ours back when were called outhouses. Now, don't think they weren't adequate, as for most parts they did the same job as the ones of today, other than having a sink to wash up up and after. And don't get to thinking that we old fellers or gals weren't using our any sanitary means, like washing our hands after the fact. No, sir. thing I was taught in an early age was that once finished, I was to head on over and to the pump on the well and clean my hands. Did I do what I was told to do? Hmm, well, to be honest, I don't think I ever washed my hands after going to the outhouse. And you know, I don't recollect me getting sick because of it either. Now I don't get to thinking I condone such a thing today as I don't, especially in today's world, as a person is always going into a strange washroom and one never knows what disease or virus has been brought in by the person before them. But back to the toilet seats. In the old outhouse that we had, we didn't even have a lid for the toilet for a while, as it was just just a few boards with a hole cut in it. Different size holes were cut for the young ones, though, and later on, slid-on legs were developed. The reason being, things could get a bit ripe around them places throughout the summer days, if you get my meaning. At any rate, I was thankful that that lids were developed, as they sure made things less stressful for us young ones when trying to get up onto the seat. One last thing regarding the aroma these old outhouses gave off. Laura, the lady that raised me, noticing this, had an idea that worked quite well, as she had her husband Reg plant lilac bushes on both sides of it. With the help of them lilacs and putting a cup of lime from time to time down the hole, We had the prettiest smelling little outhouse for miles around. Oh, 
And we also came up with a, a saying that raised a few eyebrows, especially when we had guests and the urge hit. When something like this. Be back in a bit, folks. Just going out to smell the lilacs. For a few, late, for, for a few years later, the outhouse was taken down, and you could say it was brought in a house. Figure of speech, of course. It didn't happen without a lot of grumbling, though, from Reg, as I can still hear him saying, I can never understand why a person would want to have their daily constitution in one's own home. Just don't make any sense to me at all, he would say. Just don't make any sense. But even old Reg changed his ways as years passed, as I did and everyone else. Today it's normal to have a separate room in the home for the bathroom, and no one seems to give the second thought, other than the aroma that lingers in the air from time to time. Now, though, instead of lilac bushes, most women have air fresheners. It's amazing how folks' ways and minds change. Different in some ways and same in others. I guess what I like about it the most was not having to get up in the middle of the night when the weather was around 40 below outside, snowing so hard you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, running barefoot to the privy. Thinking about that, during the winter months, the first snow removed was from the path to the outhouse. Nowadays, we have all sorts of different seats. Some are made out of wood, a little hard, I found. But they are what I prefer, as I don't make it a thing of sitting there for any longer than needed. Maybe it's because I can still remember them 40 below temperatures. But for folks that like to take their newspapers, books, or crossword puzzles to the bathroom, there are softer seats being made today. Some out of soft foam, and a lot more are being made from materials that no one has ever heard of before. I have to say, though, when it comes to the toilet seat of today, they have sure stirred up a few arguments. The biggest thing is that us men don't usually sit when doing our, well, number one, which in turn leaves the seat t turned up. And yes, before you ask, I will admit that I forget to put the lid back down every so often. My wife would beg to differ, saying I never put it back down and over the years uh, has used different means to train me. Yep, you heard it right, train me. One way was that after she used it through the night, she would lift the lid and leave it up after she was done. Thing is, at nighttime I usually sit down, as I don't like to turn on the light waking others up. I have to say, it sure wakes me up in a hurry, though. Reaching for the sides is with the lid up, that hole gets a lot bigger. So, I would have to say that us men should pay a, a bit more attention to our habits and... After we are finished, put the lid back down for our lovely wives. I hear now they have seats that even play music, and there are even some that uses technology to take comfort to a new level. It's an apparatus they build into the seats that uses just 13 watts of electricity to keep the surface of the seat warm at all times. Boy, that would sure have been nice to have in the middle of winter years ago kind of keeps a person imagining what they might come up with next. So, there you go, a bit on old toilet seats from years past, right up and into the day. Hmm, I wonder if the wife would like that new fang-dangled heated seat for Christmas. It might save a lot of chatter from my wife in the middle of the night, 
is I do tend to keep that thermostat turned down when I go to bed. However, now that I have shared a bit of the rustic charm of the old outhouse along with our seats, I think it's only fitting that I share my knowledge regarding what one uses in them old outhouses. I would think that is an appropriate thing to do, wouldn't you? Anyways, a person can talk about modern conveniences all they want, but unless you mention the old outhouse first, you're not getting the whole, or I should say whole, story. A little humor there for those of us that are getting up there a wee bit in years. So, without further ado, let's do some talking about an item that is high up on the list of importance, especially with a virus going around. Toilet paper. One thing folks take for granted these days is good old toilet paper. And for years I can remember my grandfather saying, Boy, you don't realize just how good you got it when it comes to your morning constitution. Now for some, I suppose it isn't something that seems too important. But back in the early days, it sure was, at least once or twice a day. My grandfather always said, no matter whether you're rich or poor, when it comes to toilet paper and how we use it, that at that time, point in life, we are all equal. Where one uses a toilet paper is another story in itself, though, and yes, I have written a few stories about the old outhouse, and yes, I will share them with you sometime. But we aren't talking about the old house this time, the old outhouse this time around, even though that is where most of our toilet paper was and is put into action. Getting to the important part of things, one has to remember that toilet paper as we know it didn't become reality until around the late 1800s and early 1900s. But what draws my attention the most is what folks did before that, along with changing over from their most favorite wipes of the year to years past to the softer life of today. I remember a story my dad told me about a lady that wrote a letter to Sears Roebuck and Company one day wanting to order toilet paper for the first time. You have to keep in mind that Sears and Roebuck catalogs were in every household back then, along with a few other places of relaxation. How the story goes, it took a few days and finally they wrote her back a nice letter saying, Dear Mrs. So-and-so, what we need you to do is look in your Sears catalog, find the page number along with the item number, then send it back to us and we will put together your order immediately. With that in mind, she wrote back, To whom it may concern, I appreciate you taking the time to send me back the note of how to order, but if I had your catalog, I wouldn't be in need of your toilet paper to begin with. So, you see, the old Sears catalogs were quite a bit, were used quite a bit back then in more ways than one. Another magazine used a lot was the old Farmer's Almanac. The main reason for that was that the paper was softer than most others. Talking about softness brings me to what Laura said to me one day when I asked her about how to make our paper more bearable. It kind of went like this. Well, George, I found that knowledgeable users know to crumble the paper up first to make it softer. I also found that outhouse connoisseurs learn quite quickly to use the black and white papers, which are softer than the colored ones. 
So in other words, what I'm trying to get across to you is that if there is a will, there is a way. You just have to become more creative. As much as I admired her thoughts on things, them few words right there and then didn't make any sense at all. But back to the almanac. My dad said it was his favorite, and what could be better than the heavy reading and cleanup material right at hand? Trouble arose, though, when he got married. As he said, his newfound wife used up most of the farmer's almanac, reason being that she had to go three to five times a day. It's a woman thing, she told him. Keeping that in mind got him to thinking of how he could get some good use out of them trips she was making to the outhouse. A few days later, a friend of his down the road away mentioned to him that he had his wife start bringing in an armful of firewood for the cook stove each trip on, on the way back to the house. After that, on a good day, he said, we had the wood box filled before supper. One less tour you had to do. But getting back to the early days, my grandfather said to me one time, you know, them nice catalogs weren't always right easy to get your hands on. And usually us men were back in the bush or out in the fields when nature made its call. And when that happened, the person had to use what was available. And it sure wasn't that nice toilet paper we have today. In the fall of the year, locating things was quite easy, he said, as there was plenty of leaves, and if you picked your spot accordingly, like right under a tree, you had things right at hand. Through the summer months, though, he said, the first thing uh, he did when getting to my place of work would be to seek out my spot, which was usually a nice log, as it gave me a place to sit and hang things. And if a feller picked his log wisely, some of them logs were covered with moss, and, well, moss is soft. You might say it was a touch of luxury, and when all said and done, at the end of the day, I would gather some and bring it home for the little woman. In doing so, I usually got myself an extra piece of pie. Other items that were used were grass cobs, grass, cobs of corn, of course the cobs that the cobs, that is, uh, as after it was eaten, makes it just that much softer. It was Ridge's first choice of available. Nothing went to waste. Then there is corn silk, hay, fruit skins, ferns, snow, and if one was real lucky and could find a secluded spot by a creek on a warm day, well, let's just say they could have a bath and cleaned up all in one sitting. Oh, there were lots of others, I am sure. Laura said one time that the wealthy people would use wool, lace, or hemp. Some even used the pages from a book after they finished reading it. But for me, when all said and done, I found that the best of the best, and I was saving this for last, is, well, should I tell you? Well, since this virus is going around and toilet paper is getting scarce, I will. Here it is. I found that there isn't anything better than the paper they use in an old phone book. Now wait a minute, don't just just because I told you I don't want you to go spreading it around too much as I don't want to be the one blamed for a shortage of phone books. Darn you have to be so careful these days. Yes, times have changed, that's for sure. But from old to new, one thing will always remain the same. When cleanup time comes, whether it be once, twice, or three times a day, we all get to looking for, well, 
Well, who am I to pry into one's affairs? That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters. <laughs>